Our second reading is also from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 12 through 27. So the soldiers, their officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. First, they take him to Annas, who was father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus, since that disciple was known to the high priest. He went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside of the gate. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate, and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of the man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it warming themselves. Peter was also standing with them and warming himself. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I've spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When he'd said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus in the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If I'd spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Annas was sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the cock crowed. This ends the reading of God's holy word. May God add many blessings to the hearing of it. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have come into your house and gathered in your name to worship you. Enable us to hear your call in our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts here together be found pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer. Amen. I'm going to try to trim today's sermon a little bit uh, because I am aware of the time and I've seen several people checking their watches. Um, so I know you're aware of the time as well. Um, I'm going to not trim it too much because then it'll become disjointed and I might lose my place and it'll just be chaos and, and it'd be like if dragons ate spicy tacos. <laughs> today we continue our Lenten journey through the last week of Jesus. And today's passage takes place when Jesus is arrested. And the, the second reading kind of juxtaposes Jesus on trial with Peter on trial. And Peter, of all the disciples, is my favorite. I love Peter because he often seems to talk without thinking. He's impetuous. He does and says stupid things. I mean, let's be honest. The, the disciples never seem to get it. But as, as one writer put, Peter really puts the duh in disciple. I mean, time and again, we see him. Jesus is walking towards him on the water. And Peter hops out of the boat to walk to Jesus only to sink. When they're up on the, the hillside during the transfiguration, Peter, John, and James, Peter says, well, let's build huts so we could stay here forever. 
Last week, Jesus' disciple, washing the disciples' feet, and Peter says, Jesus, you will not wash my feet. And Jesus said, well, yes, I will. He said, well, then wash my hands and, and head too. You know, he does everything with gusto, with 100%. And tonight, when Jesus says, you cannot follow me, Peter says, I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus says, will you really? I tell you, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. We jump forward a couple of chapters, and Jesus is on trial, and Peter is out in the courtyard. And he's asked, are you a disciple of Jesus? And he says, I'm not. He's asked again. He says, no, I'm not. And then the lady says, I thought I saw you in the garden. He says, no, you didn't. And then like any good movie or dramatic moment, just then the cock crows. The question is, why did Peter deny Jesus? When I first saw that the narrative lectionary kind of takes uh, the, the passion and extends it over all of Lent, I was really hesitant, but then I realized we don't dive into these scriptures very much. I don't think I've ever preached on this passage. So I've never examined it with the, the depth that I examine passages when I preach it. And I, something really caught my eye in preparing this sermon. Peter was right in denying Christ. When we think of Peter denying Christ, I always think people, well, well, are you a friend of Jesus? Do you know Jesus? No, I have nothing to do with him. And we could say that he did it because he was a coward. He was afraid of harm that would befall him. But earlier that evening, he pulled out his sword and charged at the guards who were going to arrest Jesus. So it wasn't for fear of his safety or his life. I think in denying Jesus, Peter was telling the truth. He was admitting the truth, whether he admitted it to himself or not. They didn't ask if they, he thought Jesus was the Messiah. He didn't, they didn't ask if, if they loved Jesus. They said, are you a disciple of Jesus? And Peter said, no, I'm not. And I think at that moment in time, Peter was not a disciple. Peter was not a follower of Christ. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus predicts that he will go to his death. And now the disciples are finally starting to see that. But Peter has fought that every step of the way. Peter has tried to talk him out of it. When the guards came, he even tried to act with violence to prevent it from happening. Jesus as a Messiah just had to go to the cross had to go to his death. But Peter was unwilling to follow him there. Where Jesus was going, Peter would not follow. And so at that moment in time, he was no longer a follower of Christ. He was no longer a disciple. As I mulled that over and thought about that, I turned to the Gospel of Mark And I saw something that just sealed that as far as my interpretation. And this takes place after Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb and encounters the risen Christ. And he says, But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has been raised. He isn't here. Look, this is the place where he laid him. And then he says, Go, tell his disciples and Peter. Go, tell his disciples 
end Peter. Peter is in a different group from the disciples in Mark's telling. Peter is abandoned following Christ. I question whether Peter ever followed Christ himself or if he followed what his expectation of Christ was. The movie Wonder was released, uh, we rented it a couple weeks ago. It's based on a book about a boy in elementary school who has suffered facial deformities since birth. And once he reaches fifth grade, he decides to go to public school. And there he is ridiculed, he is mocked. The kids are cruel to him as kids could sometimes be. But he has one friend who sees him for who he is, who has lunch with him, who connects with him. And there's a scene, it's on Halloween, and and the, the boy's costume gets destroyed. Something gets poured on it, so he has to dress as something else. And he walks into the classroom in a costume that his friend wasn't expecting. And his friend is talking with other kids. And the other kids are like, why do you hang out with him? He says, oh, well, my friends make me. I would kill myself if I looked like him. He's not my friend. And the young boy hears him. And I think just like Peter, that moment is a moment of truth-telling. When he is saying those things, even though he doesn't know his friend is overhearing him, he is not his friend. When Peter doesn't follow Jesus to the cross, Peter is not a follower of Christ. He is not a disciple. He's following what he expected Christ to be. And I think the moment when we see the difference between our expectation of Jesus Christ and who Jesus Christ really is, is the first day of our true discipleship. How often do we place expectations on Christ? How often do we form Jesus Christ in our own worldview? And he matches what we believe instead of the other way around. Are we a disciple of eternal security? Or are we a follower of the King of Heaven? Do we worship warmth and comfort and not offending each other? Or do we worship the God of true love? Anne Lamott once wrote, she's a Christian author, that if God hates the same people you do, then there's a good chance that you created God in your own image. Friends, we all shape Jesus to be who we think he should be. We all place expectations on him. And we need to engage with Jesus through the scriptures, through prayer, through gathering at his table to get to know who he really is. And then when we could break down the barriers between our expectation and him, then we could become true disciples. Then we can truly follow him where he leads us. Then we no longer deny him in the things we say and the things we do. Three times Peter was asked, are you a disciple of Jesus? Are you a disciple of Jesus? Did I see you in the garden with him? No, no, no. This isn't a denial. This is a confession. Peter is confessing that he is not a disciple. That he cannot follow where Jesus is leading him.
In a few weeks, we'll see this redeemed. We'll see Jesus and Peter encounter each other after the resurrection and see that Jesus offers hope even when we deny him. But that takes Peter seeing who Jesus really is. When our expectations and reality are different, it can wreck all sorts of havoc. You guys might not know this, but there's a small film that I'm a kind of a fan. I like a little bit. It's called Star Wars. Um, I might have mentioned that once or twice. And last December, uh, episode eight came out, um, and it was critically acclaimed. Critics loved it, and a lot of fans hated it. And it's because the expectations of a Star Wars movie weren't met. What they thought a Star Wars movie would be, what their expectations were, and what it really were, were on two different levels. And it caused a disconnect. And they reacted negatively towards that. We need to look for the places in our lives where there's a disconnect between our expectations of Jesus and who Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus Emmanuel, God with us really is. So friends, let's draw closer to Jesus. Let's seek to know who Jesus is. Let us gather around Christ's table and break bread with him and seek to know him more fully. Let us pray. Almighty God, you created humanity among all of your creations special. You created us man and woman in your image. You called us into covenant with you. But time and again, we turned away. You spoke to us through a burning bush, through still whispering winds, through your prophets, and still we would not listen. So you sent your son, Jesus Christ. In him, we saw who you are. In Him, we saw Your grace, Your love, Your mercy made manifest. Help us to gather around His table and to know Him more fully. For it's in His name we pray. Amen.